So Brother John is, is not here tonight because he's out there doing that rally. And um, so this evening I am the song leader for Sunday night as well. And Sandra Joe is my pianist. It takes us back through all the many, many years of us being a team. Her the pianist, me the song leader. But I will remind you, if I'm going to lead the singing, you must sing with enthusiasm. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to start off. Let me get to my Sunday evening service. A perfect heart. God is so good. And seek ye first. But let's stay seated. We're going to relax while we give all our energy and effort to singing. All set? Introduce your family. Tell the folks where you're a missionary to and what you're doing. Sure. Uh, so my name is Chris. My wife, Rebecca, we got Rachel, and Christopher were missionaries to Southeast Asia and just helping out national pastors planting churches in remote villages uh, throughout Southeast Asia. And so if you would definitely pray for us, I'll go ahead and pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here this evening. Lord, we ask that you would uh, meet with us, prepare my heart for what you have for me. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the messages this morning, Father, I pray, Lord, that you continue to work and open my heart and the hearts of others here this evening. Lord, we need to hear from you. I pray, Lord, that you would just be with the service and honor glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Got a couple more songs since Jesus came into my heart and I stand in awe. 
with me to the book of Judges, chapter 13. And while you're turning there, I'm going to clip this mic on because they tell me that they would prefer that. And Kurt's class is getting ready to be dismissed. Kurt does the Fundamentals of the Faith class on Sunday nights as well as early Sunday mornings during the Bible hour. So those who are going to be taking Kurt's Fundamentals of the Faith class, you want to go ahead and go to that. It's a wonderful, wonderful class, 12 lesson series, helps folks to understand all the basics of the Christian faith, especially as they begin to grow. Uh, Judges chapter 13, and are you good, William? Does it seem a little hot maybe on that mic? No? Or is it good? Is it good? All right. Judges chapter 13, title of our message tonight is A Wild Heart. And we are going to look at an individual whose heart is wild. It's not tamed. It's not yielded to the Lord. And we're going to see some mistakes that take place. However, the amazing thing is we're going to find out that God is going to take even that which is wild and out of order. Uh, and he's going to go ahead and work it to his glory and honor. So if you'll look with me to Judges chapter 13, I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 5. Then uh, verses 24 and 25, and then we're actually going to go over to chapter 14. And that's so that you can get the whole picture of what's taken place. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. And then verse 5, and then we're going to jump down. And lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Drop down with me, if you would, to verses 24 and 25 of chapter 13. It says, And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan, between Zora and Eshtael. Now, as we come down into verses 1 through 3 of chapter 14, we see what's going on. It says, And Samson went down to Timnath, and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother, and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughter of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Boy, that doesn't sound good at all, does it? So as we look at this text, what we find is the nation of Israel in a time of rebellion against God. The title of the message is a wild heart. And the reason is, is because Samson has a wild heart. It's not a tamed heart in the hands of God. 
He's not somebody who's yielding to the Lord, but God is going to use him for the Lord's purposes. As you come down here, look with me also at verse four in chapter 14. It says, but his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So all of a sudden, verse four gives us a little perspective in what's going on. We've got Samson with this rebellious heart and God is saying, you know what? I'm going to take that rebellion and I'm going to use that because these Philistines have come and have taken over my people 40 years and it's time for me to bring some intervention in and I'm going to use this negative to make it a positive. But what I want us to see tonight is I want you to see the consequences of the wild heart in his personal life and in his family, his attitude. Look with me first at verse one, and I want you to listen to what's transpiring. And Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So as we start out, we understand there's a problem. And the problem is that Samson is looking outside of the people of Israel for a wife. Well, how do we know that? Because the dad says, what's the problem? You mean to tell me out of all the daughters of Israel, you can't find a woman? And then, of course, you find that uh, Samson's response to that is, I want it, get it for me. But as you look at the text, you really do begin to understand that he's violating the will of God in his life. So, I'd like to have a little bit of interaction tonight. It's a smaller group. Lots of people have gone away. And so if I could, I'd like some folks to help me out by just reading some texts. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Maybe I can get a volunteer to read that. All right, Debbie. And then we come down here. I'd also like somebody to have Proverbs 4, verses 23 through 27 ready to be read. Do I have a volunteer to do that? Kathy. So when we start talking about Samson and his wild heart, and we see that he's looking outside the fold of Israel, we realize that what he's really looking to do is have a relationship that is unequally yoked. And that brings us to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Look at the, listen as Debbie reads this verse. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. <clears throat> Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communication has light with darkness? And what comfort has Christ with Belial? Belial. And what part of has he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols for ye are the temple of the living God as God has said I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and yet shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. All right, thank you very much. So we immediately understand that Samson had a heart problem. 
His heart problem was a rebellion against God in the sense that he didn't care whether this woman was from the fold of Israel. All he cared about is he saw and he wanted and he was demanding his mom and dad to get that for him. Although he was going to be used of God, we know that in his heart was this edge of rebellion. And it is amazing how that God can take even rebellion and he can use it for good, but he does not call us to a place of rebellion. So when we look at these scriptures here, we see that the Lord has given forth this command, even to you and I in the New Testament, to be wise about who we link up to. Now, the most direct application to this is concerning husbands and wives. But it's a little broader than that when you look at the whole concept. And you understand that he's really talking about you and I being careful about who we link up with in life. It can, it can be in love, like Samson's getting ready to get himself in trouble with. It can be in partnerships in business, can it? When you have one partner who knows and loves the Lord and the other partner who doesn't, then when you go into business, all of a sudden there's a division, even in the desire of direction of business, how money is going to be handled, even honesty, all those things can be compromised. Or even politics. It's an interesting thing how that some folks feel like, well, I can, I can separate my faith from my politics. And I don't know how you can do that when your faith is supposed to permeate your whole person. Everything you believe, everything you practice, it should be a part of you. I am a Christian in every way. How you can separate the two. So I tell our church, you know, pray about those things. We're getting ready to go into 2024. We're going to have a, be in another election series. And the longer you live, the more of them there have been. Isn't that true, Louie? And you look at it and you think to yourself, man, there just has not been a lot of change in my lifetime. It just seems you just recycle the same things. But I pray and I ask the Lord, Lord, help me to know what you would have me to do. Why? Because my faith dictates my perspective, even in my personal life, Sandra Joe and I and our children, in my business life, how I do business and how I prefer to do business with individuals. I always lean towards believers and even politics. I pray, God, show me, help me to know that I might honor you. And there's so many areas of our lives that, that comes into play as we look to honor God. Samson had laid that aside. He was willing to be unequally yoked. Why? because he just wanted to satisfy himself. But the amazing thing is, God is going to use him in spite of that. And that gives encouragement to every one of us as parents. Sometimes we see our kids veer off and you wonder what is going to happen. And you know what? We have to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord that he is gonna take even the worst circumstance and work it for good if we will but trust in him. However, there's a, a lesson to be learned here, and that is we should not even be looking where we know it's an area of rebellion. And so Kathy is going to read for us Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. And I want you to look at this and think about this in all aspects of our life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and 
perverse lips, but far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So when we look in these verses here, you find that God is trying to teach us a lesson of where to keep our eyes, our thoughts. And he's reminding us, we should be a people who learn to not look at that place that's going to get us in trouble. So Samson's problem was, where did he go? He went to the place of the Philistines. And where was he looking? He was not looking at the women of the fold of Israel where he was supposed to be looking. No, he's going to the place of the Philistines and he's looking at the women of the Philistines. And that is the rebellion of his heart. So you and I as husbands, I'm going to tell you, you should learn to apply the verses and not be looking where you shouldn't be looking. Same thing with wives, isn't it? We have to learn to go ahead and put some blinders on like a horse has you got the little blinders so that you're not always looking and getting yourself in trouble but it's not just that in so many area areas of our lives we would do well to govern what we watch what we entertain ourselves with where we go for our information we should govern our eye gate and that's what this text is teaching us if something is harmful to you, don't be looking at it. Don't be taking it in. Uh, I know Paul and I chat once in a while. And Paul and, and their house, you guys don't have like cable TV and all that stuff and dish and all that. But if they want to watch something, they go ahead and they find a source and you guys download it. Yeah, they stream. So it gives them the ability to screen out so much because they're controlling the eye gate. Amen? And that's the same thing with all of us in our lives. There are certain things in our lives that we learn to go ahead and filter out. And God is teaching us. And Samson did not filter out. In fact, he boldly went into the place and watched and beheld that which was a rebellion against himself and his parents and his nation. But as we come down in this text, I want you to go back with me to Judges 13, because I want you to see that that's not his only problem. There's really an underlying problem that Samson has. It's expressed by this pursuit of the Philistine women, but there's an underlying problem that kind of rears its ugly head as you see his communication with his mom and dad. Look down with me again, if you would, at verses 1 down through in chapter 14. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. When we look at this, the very first part of verse 2, it says, and he came up and he did what with his dad? He told him. He told him. He didn't ask him. He didn't come in and have a conversation. He comes in and he tells his dad, this is what I want you to do. And that is just kind of a little bit of a red flag as we even get started, isn't it? Because we don't 
We don't go in and tell our mom and dad what we want. You should come in and talk to your mom and dad. Amen? Amen. Uh, Mike and Rose getting ready to have a baby. And, uh, and knowing Mike and Rose, they're both very, very bright. So this child probably born communicating and talking well. <laughs> and, and so that day in the delivery room, when is, it's Owen. I thought it was Timothy. So I, it threw me off there for a minute. But it's Owen. That's right. When Owen is born, then, you know, he's going he's gonna to look up and around and hopefully he'll ask mom and dad what's for lunch. Instead, you think? No. But what would have Samson have done? He'd have said, I want this and this and this. I'm telling you what I want. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? Yes. It's an indicator of a sinful heart, a rebellious heart, a hard heart. And then as you read down in the text, you see it creeping out even a little bit more. Listen to verse two. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Just the whole tone of the conversation. You go get her for me. He talks to his mom and dad with that, that disregard, that disrespect that you would not expect for God to ever be able to use. The miraculous thing is God is going to use Samson even in the midst of his rebellion for God's cause, not necessarily for Samson's. We are reminded though, when we come to this, that actually God demands us to show honor to our mother and father, don't we? One of the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, honor thy mother and father. In fact, when we look in the scriptures, it teaches us that that commandment comes with a promise. The second half of Exodus 20, verse 12 says, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You see, when we show respect to our mom and dad, whether we're young or old, when we show respect, God says, I promise you a longer life. Now, how do you gauge that long life? That's between God. He's the one who knows the length of each of our lives. But he gives us a promise here. He says, if you'll show respect, if you'll honor your mother and father, it comes with the promise of a longer life. The interesting thing is that comes also, also into the New Testament. Uh, here not too long ago, we did a, a study of the synoptic gospels. So somebody tell me, what are the synoptic gospels? Can anybody tell me which books are the synoptic? So you got one wrong in there. Synoptic gospels. What are the three synoptic gospels? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Exactly. Uh, John is the odd man out. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke give us very similar events and sequences throughout their books. John gives us another perspective. It's not different. It's just looking from a different view. Synoptic Gospels will almost give you the same all the way through. So the Synoptic Gospels, they talk about this very commandment of honor thy father and mother. Maybe I can get three readers for me. I need somebody to read Matthew 15, 4. Do I have a volunteer? 
John. And then I need somebody to read Mark 7.10. Paul. And Luke 18.20. All the way in the back, John. So let's hear Matthew 15.4. It's right there. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, and he that hath cursed his father or mother, let him die the death. And how about the next one, Mark 7, 10. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curses father or mother, let him die the death. And then Luke 18, 20. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. So we find all the synoptic gospels giving to us this one of the Ten Commandments. Because whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, Samson was violating the desire of God. God desires that we show our mother and father respect. And so here we find that Samson steps out of line, doesn't he? But it's not just in the Synoptic Gospels that the New Testament talks about this. Also, we find in the epistle to the, to the, the church in Ephesus, if you'll look with me to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 down through 3, I'm going to read to you that text. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 down through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It's a marvelous thing that God talks about the family. Talks about moms and dads. He talks about boys and girls. But he reminds us in this text that there is a law. And that law says to us, honor thy mother and thy father. Whether it's New Testament or Old Testament, we find that Samson stepped out of bounds. He is not showing honor or respect to his mom and dad in the whole way he is communicating. You know, you and I in this generation, we have a responsibility. And that responsibility is to emulate, to teach, to mentor the next generation. Unfortunately, a lot of folks find humor in disrespect. And they kind of snicker when children show disrespect. But you and I, we really should step up and try to help our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, help them to see that they should honor their parents even as we should honor our parents. As we come down, I want you to look with me as we move into verse 3 of this text. It says to us, Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. I want you to look at that very last sentence. He says, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. What we find here is that, that small child tantrum, that foot that is stomped, that has said, Me, me, it's all about me. And that's what Samson is doing here. 
He's looking at his mom and dad, and even though he knows this is rebellion against the law of God, and even though he knows that it's showing disrespect and dishonor, still, it's not about God. It's not about his parents. It's about who? Him. He said, me. It's about me. I want it. I want it, and I want it now. It's a little bit kind of like you and I in this fast food generation. You pull up, and if you wait more than three or four seconds before the little intercom comes, you're thinking, what is going on? Man, I want it, and I want it now. And that's what Samson is doing with his mom and dad. We find that pride and rebellion has crept into his heart. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. You see, Samson has allowed the pride of self to creep into his life. Now, the most amazing thing is that when you look at verse 4, it says, but his father and mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. God looked at Samson and he thought to himself, you know what, this guy is so disrespectful, so dishonoring, so prideful. I'm going to use his pride. I'm going to use his disrespect. And we're going to go ahead and cause an incident between the Philistines and the Israelites because I have a purpose in dealing with this whole situation. It is amazing how that God can take anything and turn it around for good. Now that doesn't mean that we're called to pride so that God can use it. The Apostle Paul said, God forbid that I should sin, that God's grace might abound. He said that should not happen. But we recognize how powerful God is in each of our lives. Here we see that the Lord warns us. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy. And you and I, in our, our fear of the Lord, we should watch, we should govern ourselves and make sure that pride is not creeping up into our lives. Arrogancy and the evil way. We should not let that come into our lives thinking, well, God can use me anyways. That's not what God wants. He wants us to be holy because he is holy. He wants us to strive to honor him and glorify him in our lives. But it is amazing that God can take even the worst part of us and use it for good. But it's not just that he's proud. Samson is also rebellious, isn't he? He knows what's right, but he's not going to do what's right. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is in iniquity and idolatry. So he warns us that when we allow that rebellious spirit to well up in us, he says, you know what? That is, that is really the wicked side of us. Now, I know that in our generation today, rebellion is really glorified. It's exalted. Um, it's tattooed on people's arms and foreheads and earlobes. You know, rebellion, rebellion is just the biggest and best thing in our culture and society. But it has not served us well as a society. It's not served us well as a culture. God warns us. 
that that heart of rebellion is even as the sin of witchcraft, stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. It is interesting that God links these things together. Rebellion, stubbornness, even idolatry. He weaves them together and he says, these are things that you and I need to recognize as things to avoid, not embrace. You young people who are here this evening with your moms and dads or you came yourself, you can learn much from Samson because Samson is gonna pay high, high price for his selfishness, his disregard, his stubbornness, his disrespect, his rebellion. He will pay a high price. Yes, God will use it, but the cost is great. So much better if Samson had just been a great and mighty man of God and God could have used that instead of his rebellion. You and I, as we look at these texts, one of the most marvelous things about the Bible is that the Bible shows the hard as well as the easy. He shows the soft as well as the difficult. He shows us the, the warts as well as the beauty. All of that is woven into the scriptures that we see people as they really are. And in this text, we see that he shows us Samson just the way he is. We show some parents who love their son so much, they're really going to do for him even what's not good. They're going to compromise. We learn from that too. But we find that God is going to be able to use all of it because he is God. But that doesn't mean he wants it to go that way. It just means that he can use it when it goes that way. So we take these lessons, we apply them to our lives, and strive to do our best. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. I, I feel a little bad because it's like nine to seven, and I'm kind of robbing you of nine minutes. So I'm going to have to redeem that next Sunday morning or something. I might have to go nine minutes over. Is that okay, Star? Can I do that? We'll, we'll, we'll put it in my, put it in my timesheet to be able to cash it in later. All right. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Um, I hope you come back Wednesday night for the Pensacola Christian College Singers. And then next Sunday night, the Keppers are going to be ministering to us in song. And of course, we're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, cookout. Bring some salads. We'll have lemonade and iced tea or, or ice water, whichever way we, we put together for that night. But you bring all the other fixings and we'll have a great evening of fellowship. That's our word of prayer. We'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, I pray that you be with us as we go forth tonight. Please help us, Lord, to guard that eye gate. Help us to be thoughtful about the places we go and the things we see and the things we desire in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be respectful and honor our mother and father. Help us as parents to hold a high standard and not compromise. Help us to honor you, Lord, that you might use us when we are holy rather than having to change the circumstances to use us when we are not holy. Help us, Lord, to be always that clean vessel ready for the master's use. In Christ's name we pray, amen.